Welcome back, everybody. Hey, everyone. Well, by the title, um, we're talking about a to uh, topic that is very, very sensitive. So it is. I want to want to give everybody a little little spiel here first before I get into it. I have been in prayer about this for since it happened because I was I got very very disturbed by this um, there there was something that that I sensed that was going on in this that it just it just really really disturbed me and I know many of you could be thinking like how could you how could you say anything how could you even think that and yeah. and ju but just hear me out and yeah. and I will I will present my concerns for you um, the best I can. I, I can never get these things out well. They, they never go over well. Um, people always misunderstand what I'm trying to say, where my heart is. Well, and, and it, the weight of this. I mean, yeah, you have it's, been, it's a huge this weight. has been tearing you up for four days now. It is, know, and so this far. is something I mean, this that a, I brought in front of even my church. Yes. This is something that I taught on, and I, I, this was a warning that I gave to my church. I gave them this warning, um, and it was, it was related to this prayer march because I, I had seen things and heard things in this that, that were just very concerning. Now, if you're new around here, um, like I said, hear me out. For most of those that have been with us for a while and listened to us for a while, you know where I'm at on things, <laughs> you know, yes, with, yes. where it, when shouldn't it shouldn't be a surprise. It, it's not any surprise at all. Um, I am not, I am the furthest thing from a liberal, um, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't love Biden and I don't love, um, the destruction of America. You know, I mean, like none of that is, is anything that I, I love, um, I'm, I'm, I'm equally as hard on both sides as I am, you know, on, on one, but it it always seems that people only hear one thing. You say you, you, you don't like Trump and you talk against him, then yeah. people just automatically assume you're the worst scum of the earth and that no. you, you, citizen you know, of heaven, yeah. end of discussion. <laughs> exactly. I mean, Philippians, it's we're citizens of heaven. Um, but that's not the case. So, so, so just stick with me here, but this is this whole Christianization of the state. Okay, this is something that this is going to be new for a lot of you to hear, but it is not biblical. It's not. No, not at all. It's something that has happened in our history, throughout our history, and it. It's just, but but it's not rooted in biblical truth. And the reason being is because the two can't possibly mix. You can't marry the Lord with the world and the kingdoms of the world. There's no doubt that the Lord has sovereignty over all. And the Lord controls all the kingdoms and, and, and everything of the world. But one key fact that we have to remember is that 
the authority was given to Satan at the fall for the kingdoms of this world. So he was given permission and control of these kingdoms through God's sovereign control. And he has, I mean, so while God controls everything, Satan is the God of this world. So there's no marrying our Lord with Satan. There's none. And this idea that America is a Christian nation is false. And it's impossible because there have never been any Christian nations. Not one. Only Christians. You've heard that right. Let that sink in, though. I think for some of us, that's a really hard realization that we have to understand first before any of this other stuff can even begin to register in our hearts, right? There has never, ever, ever, not one, there's literally nada, right? No Christian nations ever. Not the pilgrims, not our founding thought, like literally nothing. We have Only to remember Christians. that morality damns us as much as immorality does so if we're trying to stand on this well our father's biblical principles we define marriage as a man and woman and all these things like this okay that that those are true those are true things that we hold, but we hold those as believers. We don't force that on Rome, nor do we attempt to change Rome's the way that the the the, the Romans operate. Babylon is always going to be Babylon. It's always going to be Babylon. There's there's people get so angry and so excited and they say, Well then you say that we're not supposed to do anything or to make temple temporal victories. Not in politics. The church is never called to do anything like that politically. It's, it's, it doesn't exist. You know, somebody asked me an interesting question. Can a politician be a Christian? I, I, I mean, I don't, I'm not the judge of this, but I don't, you know, what's interesting is that John Darby, who gets credited with inventing the rapture that Paul wrote about. <laughs> but, See our recent video <clears throat> slash podcast if you haven't watched that already. Right. John Darby was a lawyer. Okay, and he went to, you know, he, he got into studying and he got into scripture and the Lord called him and he called him into being a pastor. And while he was studying and while he was doing this, he felt conflicted. And he said, my duty as a lawyer, I cannot perform my duty as a lawyer and be a Christian at the same time. His faith interfered with his job because he had to be a professional liar and he had to be, he had to be sleek. You know, he had to do different, what, you know, what, what lawyers have to do and what many of us Americans just pass off is, well, you know, we're just getting by doing what we have to do. And yeah, it is amazing, you know, you know in the world of business just in general you and I both come from business backgrounds and the things that are just standard practice I was appalled and, and that's yeah. that's out of and ignorance because I didn't know the big bad world outside when I came into it 
But it is amazing how things that are just standard practice, right? It is. We honestly don't even bat our eyes because that's just how it works, how it is. You want to have a job? You want to get paid? Like you want, you want to be able to do the thing? Like I remember like that's sitting in do. meetings with people looking at me like I got a third head in my eye going like, yeah, this is what we do. Like, this is really what we do? Yep, it's what it we, what do. we do. <laughs> like, you you want to hit your numbers so you can still have a job? That's what you do. And it's like, okay. Okay. There's nothing honest about this work. So, you know, I, I don't know. I'm not the judge to say yes or no. I mean, do I do I think they exist? Probably. How, how the Lord... The Lord may use you for a season, but you know He's not going to use you in in politics for for a long period of time. If you're, I whatever, I don't I don't want to be the judge of that. So I, I want to be careful with what I say in that. But it is very very difficult. Yeah. You know, if if it for a rich man, if if it's hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven, right through the eye of a needle. Yeah. Like. How hard do you think? How hard do you think it would be for a politician Christian? And that's I, I'm not here to judge anybody's again Christianity or any or, or, or condemn anybody. As I, I continually repeat, um, Michael would not even plas- you know pass a blasphemous judgment on Satan, and you know that wouldn't i wouldn't do that to anybody you don't hold that power you are not someone special and i okay? shouldn't you know i i should I, and i don't but it it is difficult so leading back to this prayer march and, and the idea that we have that it's our job to do these things well this is actually rooted in a false teaching. This is rooted in a false teaching called the New Apostolic Reformation. Okay, this is something that's it's been around for, you know, I, I, as I always teach and, and always show people, like, you know, first century history and, and even before, and when we when we talk about this stuff, that these these teachings and these ideas and these false things these have been around ever since the apostles you know this is this is something that the the apostolic writers i mean they wrote about you know they um they these these teachings were all over the place we see in john you know in john's letters i mean he's clearly talking about uh false teachings that are not coming from jewish origin they're coming from a more gentile agnostic type argument so it's these are something that is has been around since then. These aren't completely new. They kind of gain ways, and they came they they come in different ways. Um, and I was really surprised, you know, to to I wouldn't necessarily peg somebody like, and I should. And I might regret saying this, but I, I wouldn't peg somebody like Franklin Graham as as being part of this new apostolic reformation. Like he wouldn't fit all of the all of the characteristics. 
But that's how bad this teaching is and how much leaven is in this teaching because it gets in and ferments and infects teachings and doctrines and beliefs. And it has gone to full extent now at this point. But this is rooted in heresy and this is rooted in false teachings and it's from this new apostolic reformation. This started gaining popularity in the, in the 1930s, I mean, before World War II. Um, but just a few, I mean, literally just the, the 101 of it, the teachings of it, um, God has restored the offices of prophet and apostle to the church. Uh, sometimes the apostles are called generals. Sometimes they use this language to mask what they are doing. Biblical Christians would be troubled by the term apostle, which we are. This article that's written it is, uh, we'll go ahead and link. It's um, from DelawareBible.org. And they had a good definition here, I thought, of the this NAR that they wrote. So we'll go ahead and link it if you guys want to check it out for yourself. But I'm reading right here just their teachings. Um, the prophets sometimes are referred to as intelligence agents, which this is that's the extreme of it. We don't really hear that a whole lot, but that does exist. Uh, similar authority to Jesus, apostles, and the Old Testament prophets. So this is this is a teaching is a similar authority to Jesus and the old the apostles and the Old Testament prophets. That's a main core teaching of theirs. And that's where a lot of your your charismatic, super charismatic ideas and gifts come from. Your healing, your tongues, your prophecies, all these different things. It, it's rooted in these teachings. And again, this is, this is full of charismatic doctrine. So that's why you said this is not new. It just takes on different, you know, it puts on different hats. Um, because this is very, very charismatic. If, if most of you are saying, well, this sounds like it's Pentecostal, it is. Um, it's, it's mostly Pentecostal. Um, it's, it's extreme Pentecostal, but that's where this extremism has even seeped over into the quote-unquote evangelical world, which I don't consider Franklin Graham and Robert Jeffers and these people, you know, evangelicals, I, 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 they're a form of it but now especially after this prayer march they've gone full new apostolic reformation with this and it's only been confirmed in their prayers which we're gonna i'm gonna pull up but more of these teachings in this is um they they continue to teach that these people will still receive new revelation from the lord that through this new revelation the prophets and apostles can learn to work miracles that these prophets and apostles can then set up God's kingdom on earth. That's a key key aspect of the, of the whole thing, is this is all rooted in this kingdom now theology, which means that when Jesus came the first time, he brought in a full kingdom, and he said that we will be able to do works as he did and even greater works. So they take that and they exploit that, and they actually... They're, they're attempting to forward their movement by these things. But, I mean, even, you know, that, that's, not, that's not all of them. It says most will believe Christ will return to his establish his kingdom on earth. Um, but they're also the, it, it could be one of those things where it's, it's, you know, in a future time, and that's where these different, um, 
these different levels of it is where Mike Bickle from International House of Prayer, IHOP, he's one that believes in Jesus' second coming and bringing in of this kingdom, but he, he believes in this age that brings in the second coming. So, I mean, these, these things are rooted in so many different areas. You know, I mean, they're just all over. They're plugged all over the place. Um, but they teach that it's the church's job to engage in strategic spiritual warfare, um, to engage in spiritual warfare against high-ranking spiritual forces that control geographical areas of the earth known as territorial spirits. Um, one technique, they have prayer rooms to clear the heavenlies so the gospel can go forth in those cities. These are scattered throughout various geographical regions. Uh, some say the church, as I just said, will set up the kingdom. Others say partially. And they note here that it's very similar to the doctrine of dominionism, which it is the doctrine of dominionism, which means that man has dominion over earth man is, is bringing in this kingdom on earth okay um and it notes here just as i said too most people are not aware how these teachings have penetrated churches especially the pentecostal and charismatics um they have regional apostles and they call it a reformation because they believe that the church is missing missing two very important offices to carry out its mission and those are apostles and prophets. So this is this new reformation of, of, of raising up these apostles and prophets to bring in this dominion, to bring in this control on earth. Okay, so one of the most important things and one of their huge bud, buzzwords that they use is the seven mountains. And this is where this fits into this prayer march because part of the seven mountain mandate they have for this, this heretical movement is the involvement in religion, family, business, education, education, government, media, arts and entertainment. They literally are trying to take over the world through these false ideas of, of being prophets and, and apostles. It's funny because I think you hear that and it's like, I don't know, that's pretty extreme. Is that for real? That's literally what they're doing. No. They are trying to Christianize That's the scary part the is world. that it is for real. Okay, and some of these, these keywords... And that's setting this up, you know, I mean, I, I'm going to let these speak for themselves. And as somebody who prays in public often, I understand how hard it is and difficult to pray in searching for words sometimes. But you pray from the heart. And what comes out of your heart, you know, tends to not be these big, huge, lofty words. But I do understand that, you know, sometimes things sound kind of weird to people. And sometimes you slip and say things that you didn't mean to. That's I, absolutely I, true. Especially, I, get you know, that. I mean, if you're... Like I said, I do that in public. I pray in public often. It's, it's something that I've, you know, I, I have to do. So it, it, I, I get it. But 
Then I remember that Jesus himself in Luke 18 judges prayer. He judges the Pharisees. And he says that one went home justified and the other didn't. He who humbles himself will be exalted and he who exalts himself will be humbled. So Jesus gave us a model prayer of acknowledging who he was, acknowledging our depravity, requesting his soon deliverance, not bringing his kingdom to earth as they claim, but our soon deliverance. So these prayers here, we, we are to pray for the Lord's return. Not, not anything to forward our time here. While we definitely, definitely follow 1 Timothy chapter 2, pray for all men and all leaders. But our purpose here is not to forward this kingdom here on earth. Absolutely not. And, <clears throat> excuse me, we, um, as we'll hear in this, there is a lot of, you, you know, I guess one of the things, too, that's very disturbing is that he acknowledges, and by he, I mean Franklin Graham, who is the, the organizer of this event, but Franklin um, mentions the great faith of Mike Pence in... Donald Trump you know thank God we have a president that that prays and you know that that stands on the and I mean last night what I saw in that debate didn't look like a man who stood on solid foundation I mean of anything let alone God's word right I mean that was far different than the way that I heard Christ deal with accusations you know, he needs to realize that leaders like that, if he's going to say things like that, they're held to an absolute standard. And I mean, that just, that, how ridiculous is that statement? When you have a man that acts like that, knowing, okay, so now you're going to, what, you're going to make this man a representation of Christians? Are you kidding me? What are you doing? You know, whether or not he does or, you know, I mean, the, Joe Biden said it last night, and I hate to give him credit for it, but he was right. He goes, what did this man do when George Floyd was killed? He went and took a Bible and stood in front of a church as a prop. It's like, are you kidding me? That's, this, is, uh, this is the biggest, uh, this is one of the biggest deceptions, I think, that I've ever seen. And the fact that now this evangelical leader um, part, you know, aspect is in it just even concerns me even more. So what? I promised a lot of people that um, I would do a podcast on this where I would do this my own theology ref thing on this. Uh, normally we do these with Travis, but this one is definitely, um, it's, it's not that I'm going rogue here, but this is definitely one that's more my topic. And um, I would love to have this, this conversation with Travis. Unfortunately, the time um, to get him up here and doing these things, it isn't that easy. 
and I'm sure that we'll probably, you know, get touch topics like this again at some point. I mean, we only have like 8 million podcasts and things for the church that we'd like to work on when they're able to be here. So right. <laughs> no shortage. Um, so, you know, I, I promised everybody that I would do this and, and break down what I was talking about. So that's where this is very, very difficult for me to do because I know what I'm doing. I know the weight of what I'm doing. Um, something that has, you know, but like I said, I'm concerned and I have to, and, and Jesus judged a prayer and, and that's, that's what I'm doing here is I've, I felt these were extremely like, you know, uh, just very, very Pharisee prayers. You know what I mean? Like it just, just sounded like a bunch of self-righteousness even mixed with a lot of truth and that's what's concerning is that they're they were hitting the key words they were hitting all the key words that you want to hear they were hitting repentance and forgive us for our sins lord and that we may return to you and and you know all these different things but then they of course they go and, and quote the old testament verses that you know are completely out of context about the lord healing the land and and all these things like that um without acknowledging the fact that the lord has absolutely left <laughs> america i mean he is is gone because America wants nothing to do with them and he has given them up to a reprobate mind. And that's not something that we we can't fix repro reprobate minds and we can't um we we can't turn that around. And that's that's but it, it, certainly not by politics. And it's something that if, if the Lord wills it, it'll happen. But it's not something that it, it is something that we can do on our own. So standing on the self-righteousness is I am better, but I repent for the sins of our filthy country is, is really the, the type of attitude that I, that I got here. And also, we can't have repentance if we can't define what that actually is and figure out our own problems. Oh, yeah. Most people, including myself, until I, literally into my adult years, had no idea the true, like absolutely true meaning and action of repentance. So it's funny how we like to use that word, but then you watch people's lives and it's like, I don't think that means what you think that it's that exactly means. what it does you know justin peters started that whole series uh where he's doing that he's doing those like you know it's like the matt whitman um verses where he breaks yeah, down the yeah. whatever but it justin peters is doing those going I, that verse does not mean what you think that yeah. it means um and that, i mean really that's that that takes away a lot of it but back to this um you know, the, besides the many, many problems that we're going to get into here, the, the, the main ones that are really obvious is the fact that Billy or that Franklin Graham and the, the Billy Graham Association is partnered or is being associated with Paula White, who is a absolute known heretic. There is no if, ands, or buts about it. And this whole NRA thing or 
new apostolic, not NRA. I always say NRA. NAR. New Apostolic Reformation. Um, the, this whole thing, she's like Queen B. She's like top, she's like, that. that's her, that's her jam. She, that she is the epitome of an NAR dominionist. That's what she teaches. And you'll hear these, these words that she uses, but these words are even coming out of words and teachers now that are solid. Um, Franklin doesn't necessarily use the same words, but the deceptions that are in his prayer are, are just as bad. And let me kind of explain that comment about Franklin. Okay. Well, this goes back to the Supreme Court Justice nominee, Amy Barrett. Okay. The Republicans and the right wing are extremely excited about this this victory that they've won, which that's another story. I'll go into it in a minute, but with this too victory, many podcasts, too many too podcasts. <laughs> but well, I mean, it's 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 it has to deal with this prayer bar, so it's going to get it brought up in this one. But this this victory that we've won with another you know seat in the Supreme Court, and there's talk that. Roe versus Wade, which is the abortion law, will get overturned with this new judge that Trump um, is is appointing. Okay, so which she's a conservative judge, and the conservatives are happy. This will give conservatives the edge in the court. So you know now we can make America great again, and we can bring this. Does this sound? You know, I mean, all this excitement, right? With it was bringing prayer back in schools and all this stuff. Does this sound like anything to you? Does this sound like maybe bringing the kingdom of God to earth? If it does, it is, and that's what's kind of what what's concerning. Do do we not do things for morale? Sure, but even the world has morality. Okay, I mean, the world has a conscience. Okay, we know you, you don't need. The, the the spirit of God is written on the heart of every man. So you by by way of conscience. So we know, and you know, especially in this country, murdering is bad, stealing is bad. So yeah, there's a sense of of knowing our own. You know, uh, you, you know, knowing our own morality. So that doesn't necessarily make us exclusive in the way of this being a, a God, you know, focused agenda here. So going back to Amy, the she's she keeps getting celebrated and Franklin does it in his prayer here, but she keeps getting celebrated by the right as this wonderful Christian woman. Okay, again, I'm not here to to judge somebody's Christianity. But what I am going to judge is the things that I know directly go against scripture and are that 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 do, you know. And the first problem with her is that she's Catholic. The second issue is this to say that any Catholics can't be Christian? 
No, but the Lord won't leave you there in the Catholic Church. There's no way that he will leave you there. He will lead you out of the church. So I believe that there's there's currently, you know, safe people in the Catholic Church, but... Catholicism itself Catholicism is absolutely itself a false religion. It is absolutely yes. false. And it, I believe it's fully 100% demonic. And this is... so So that's the first issue. Okay, so hailing somebody that believes something drastically different and and people act like there's not this big of a disconnect between that there's a huge disconnect because the chat the catholic church is literally the epitome of what our lord tells us not to do and i mean this is literally the legalism and the in the in the false deception you know i mean the, the deception that i'm speaking of is is part of it so the other problem with that is they the, the Catholics have this same type of attitude, the same type of of kingdom attitude. It's kind of where a lot of it their their stuff is rooted, you know, before this. But the problem is she's involved in this extreme charismatic group called People of Praise. Okay. Guess who people of praise are? They are unapologetically part of the new apostolic reformation. And this is exactly what they are doing. Wow, they un- what a surprise. They unapologetically, unapologetically say that they are advancing God's kingdom on earth through social, political, economical, all these different avenues they are advancing the kingdom of god and taking over the world okay so there i mean there there's a bunch of problems with that um i mean what the the lord is very clear about what he says about the kingdoms of this world and this world and his kingdom is not of this world And building this here on our own, this is part of something that can should concern everybody. So what's what's concerning here is I think in Franklin's case, he would he would affirm the false teachings, I think, of the Catholic Church, but yet he's including her in this great Christian woman doing great things when he knows that this is something that she's involved in. This is not, I mean, when you're, when you're a teacher and especially a leader, a religious leader like Franklin Graham is, you're not stupid. You're not stupid. I mean, he may be going off of this long, this many years of fake news of of the things that he believes, but he's not stupid. And backing somebody like that and, and, and forwarding somebody like that and not making those distinct differences is a huge issue. I don't care if it's in a, you know, I, I know this sounds, um, you know, bad in a prayer because oh, we should be praying for. Okay, well, where does the Bible tell you to treat false teachers in these, in these stations favorably? It doesn't. 
And, you know, people will be quick to throw a verse back at you that tells you how to deal with a brother, but not to an authority or a biblical leader. You know, so they don't understand those distinctions. I'm not condemning any person over here, but it's it's these leaders and he knows better. And to associate with that is is something that's very concerning and very to me. It's just very, you know, it proves a lot to me. The second part is, I mean, and that's just the justice that he's bringing. The second part is he stands here arm in arm with Paula White, which we'll, we'll get into that. But I, I want to go ahead and, and just play a little bit of his, his prayer to show what I'm talking about. That somebody that even would be more solid in the things that he is saying about not only the country but the president and these things and how inclusive he is with Christianity here and how this is all the same Jesus if we just repent and that's all we have to do but we don't have to acknowledge our own sin just the sin of the left let me go ahead and just play a little bit of it here. I'm going to go ahead and, and play this clip here, but um, I, I, I will, I'll try to refrain from stopping unless I need to hear this. Just introducing this clip. This is the 2020 prayer march in D.C. that I described earlier. Now we're on to just, you know, I, I explain to people what exactly is the issue here. What 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 are my concerns? Where what did I hear? I'm I'm breaking this down for you here. Um, right now, this is Franklin Graham talking in front of the White House. They they've made it to the White House, so he's in front of the White House. This is televised. It's linked in the description. Here we go. I'm going to lead, and then after I pray, um, Paula White is going to come. And uh, she's been very instrumental in putting together a faith leadership team around the president. And then uh, Pastor Greg Laurie from uh, Riverside, California. All right, a few issues here. Um, he, I, I mean, right there, just enough. He himself introducing Paula White and claiming that she was instrumental in putting this president's cabinet together. Okay. This is this new apostolic reformation is all part of what Paula White is is part of. So Franklin Graham is affirming that he knows this. I mean, he he there there's this is no secret. Um, like I said, there's even elements of this laced in his prayer. So I said this is very hard to to navigate through. But even if you had any doubts before, I mean, he's fully affirming her. He has. He has tweeted his approval before, but I mean, he's literally standing arm in arm with her. And it's not just Franklin. This is where Greg Laurie um, fits into this, which Greg Laurie is a surprise for many people because I think Greg Laurie, out of all of them, is probably the most solid. And he has, uh, you know, I've taken issue for Greg for a few years. It's been about theatrics. He's always been, he's been one of the original, original megachurches. Um, he's always had this, this almost, it's, it's like a, a, 
I don't know, like a, a, a chewable steak, <laughs> almost. You know what I mean? Like like one that you can just like crush in your hand, um, like hamburger <laughs> yeah. almost. You know, I, maybe that's what it yeah. is. Instead of a steak, it's, it's you know, a hamburger patty. Um, because he's saying a lot of solid things and he's taught a lot of good things. I think he's done a lot of good things. I mean, he talks about end days. He talks about the rapture. He talks about Israel. I mean, he talks about the whole thing. But with Greg, he is, there's a super charismatic element to him. And we can have disagreements on the spiritual gifts, okay? If we want to, um, even if, you know, I, I know there's a, there's a very legitimate church-going, God-fearing people out there that believe that there is, you know, the spiritual gifts are still active. I don't think that that all falls among the charismatic group or whatever. I think there's a general, you know, I think there, there's definitely, but I think even those who agree with that need to understand the difference between that and a, and a place like Bethel Hillsong, you know, these ultra charismatic new apostolic reformation churches. Um, John Piper is a good example. I mean, he believes in the gifts of tongues and prophecy that, that is still going, but John would absolutely, you know, not agree with Bethel or Mike Bickle of IHOP and, and let, you know, in taking away the divinity of Christ and these different things like that. So that's where it's, it's, you know, it's definitely not that, but this is also where it gets dangerous and we can go a couple ways here. Um, you know, I mean, you would never see a solid preacher affirm a person like Paula White or, or, or have anything to do with her. I mean, this, is, this goes against Scripture. This goes against everything that we're commanded to do as teachers in First and Second Timothy, Titus. Um, you know, I mean, we, Ephesians, you know, Galatians, this, uh, so many, basically the whole New Testament. And I mean, especially these false teachers, look at what Jesus you know, spewed woes to the Pharisees, woes to the Sadducees, you know, to the religious leaders of his day. He, he, he was brutal. So, you know, this isn't something that we stand up along with. So the fact that he's introducing her, but then Greg and everything else, that, that's my, was my huge issue with him. And I was like, you know what? This dude is, he's a wolf. He is a flat wolf. You cannot affirm somebody like Paula White, you, along with Gray. You can't say the things that you've said now about the Supreme Court justice with Amy Coma Barrett, knowing that this is part of what she's, she's a part of. But it's all the same Jesus, right? As long as we say Jesus, exactly, it's all the same. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter, right? Because if we if we say because all the right things, because these things you're saying are just your thoughts, right. your interpretation, exactly. right? And it's all the same Christ. And and people, you know, the the charge against me here is that, and and believe me, I've had a mutiny against me for this already. And this, I haven't even put this podcast out yet. Um, that you know, this is just from from the the feedback that I got from from talking about this before, but. Um, you know, that that's what this boils down to is just this inclusive false Christ. And guess what? False Christ come in the way that they look just like ours. They sound like ours. They repent. They, they even say the right words. They do all that. But if you don't think that that, that can't be a false Christ, then 
you're mistaken. And that's what we're doing here. I mean, it's obvious. It's obvious with these people that are involved in these false teachings, in these heretical teachings. Amy Barrett is involved in false teachings. Paula White is a false teacher. Um, Franklin Graham is a false teacher. I, to, to say that about him, I have always had a personal thing against him, but now it's biblical. And, and, and he is false. This, this makes him false because if he's affirming this, then the things that he's saying, he believes some sort of, 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 of this, this form of prosperity gospel that the Lord will bless this land and he will turn and heal it. And that's not biblical. You can't take these, these, these verses that were built in the Old Testament off of Israel and apply them to our current situation here in America. It doesn't work. You, you, you can't do that. That was for a specific time and a, you know, a specific nation. It, the, the roots of it are true. But at the same time, and this is when they'll go and try to quote, you know, later on into the millennial kingdom passages, you know, where we, um, you know, where, you know, as long as we are following the Lord and praying to the Lord and we turn to the Lord, he will send us rain, you know, like that. That's, this is the type of attitude that they have with this. And uh, that you, you just can't apply that. There, there's certainly things in the Old Testament that do, you know, great comparisons that we can, we can apply. It's, they don't read the whole book of Isaiah because if they want to apply things, they apply the first couple of chapters, you know, like, you know, in, in, in the beginning when it says that, you know, infants will be their oppressors and women will rule over them. I mean, children, women, what I saw last night at the debates was two children standing there screaming at each other. And it literally says in Isaiah that he gives leaders based off of his nation's conditions. That's the principle of what the, the prophecy says. That prophecy was for Israel, but the principle of the prophecy is that he gives leaders based off of their country's or their nation's spiritual conditions and conditions. So what does that tell you? And, and these guys are up here saying these things and they're saying all the right things and they sound good, but how are they repenting? They're turning and building a different kingdom. They're forwarding an antichrist. They are standing with heretics. This is, this is terrifying. So let me, let me go ahead and just continue this and... This is where the new apostolic reformation comes in, where these key words, how you can tell these, these teachings, because they use the same words and they are churchy lofty words. They sound really Christian and you would listen to this prayer and you would think that I'm, you know, you, you wouldn't, what's wrong with what she's saying? Well, listen, they keep saying these these same words like hedge of protection okay hedge of protection comes from the book of job that god put his satan accused god of putting his hedge of protection around job so that nothing could harm him okay well in general yes christians have god's hedge of protection in the way of the spirit and the saving of their eternal souls 
that doesn't necessarily mean their physical earthly security. And that's what we try to, to, we keep repeating with this, with this. So this word of hedge of protection, they keep, they, they throw this around like anything. The other, the other word that you'll keep hearing is the anointing or claiming victory or different things like that. I mean, these are all these key words for this false teaching. And what I believe is building the, I mean, this is building Satan's kingdom. I mean, this is just, this is the Antichrist kingdom because it looks and, and sounds good. So, I mean, these are just the foundation blocks of this. You're building the wrong kingdom here. But just listen to what she says. And you'll keep hearing this over and over and over and over again. This, no weapon shall shall prosper against you right i mean this is this is one of the most famous things i think uh the famous repeated scriptures is isaiah you know 54 17 that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper that this is something in these new apostolic prayers that they continue to repeat so with these things let's listen to his prayer and uh, Franklin's going to pray first, and then he's going to pass the microphone over to Paula. So the next time that I stop it will probably be when Paula starts talking. But let's pray. Our Father and our God, we come and we stand here on this, but today is hallowed ground. And Father, we pray for this city. We pray for the White House that's behind us, Okay, I lied. Where hallowed ground? Who are you to to say something like that? This is what God said to Moses. Who the heck are you to even make that statement? Again, I'm not trying. I, I understand how hard it is to publicly pray. I don't even understand how it is to pray in front of hundreds of thousands of people like he did. But he's very, very fluent. He's very, very educated. Very, very famous. These are not mistakes that you make. Okay, this isn't a slip up. This isn't, oh, he didn't mean that. Who are you to make that statement? I'll continue. Those that work and serve there we pray for president donald j trump or vice president mike pence we pray for all the cabinet for all the staff for all those that are advising and that are making decisions each and every day amen i don't disagree with that i think we should pray for all of our leaders we shouldn't focus our prayer on this this 1 Timothy 2 was basically so we can live a quiet life and be left alone. We care about people, but we're not going to lift somebody up as heroes and, 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 and you know, as, as leaders in the kingdom of this world. And Father, we know today that the decision uh, to, to who will replace 
the vacancy on the Supreme Court will be announced in just a short time. And Father, whoever that person is, we just pray for them right now. That they will be your woman. Which they knew. They, they It just hadn't been confirmed. He's saying like he has no idea who it is. He's acting like he has no idea. But he knows who it is. Because it's we all knew who it was. You know, that day. But, continuing. On that Supreme Court. That she will be a voice for righteousness. For thy word. Protect her, whoever she may be, Father. We just pray right now. Thank you, Father, for this great privilege. Thank you for this nation. Thank you for the freedoms that we have in this nation. Forgive us of our sins, Father. Father, we come today to confess that we have sinned as a nation. We repent. We turn from our sins. And, Father, we come today and we put our faith and trust in your Son, Jesus Christ. Thank you for sending him to take our sins to die on a cross, and that you raised him to life. We know that anyone who puts their faith and trust in him will not be disappointed. Thank you, Father. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Unfortunately, you don't have the ability to repent for all man. So I, I, I know that's not what he was, he was getting at there, but you, you can't just, you know, what are you repenting and turning for? for I mean... For the right sins? Okay, but that's not who you're talking about. You're talking about the world and the and the disgusting aspect of it that's, that's going on, you know, all around us. Again, I, I feel like garbage breaking this down, but I, I'm, I'm serious. I'm doing this out of concern. And the, the, the first key thing that really concerned me there, right, was that statement, we know that we're standing on hallowed ground. That's that's scary, and especially standing next to somebody that is a known Trinity denying in the way of of you know the the way that these charismatic preach, preachers do they they just knock the deity of Christ down just a little bit, right? Like Todd White just got grilled a few days ago. New interview came out. You're going to see all over it, right? You're going to see all these people saying, look, see, you, you Christians that thought I'm wrong. See, he fixed his, his doctrines and he did everything. And, and now we truly knows what he believes. But the, the problem is, is that he was still wrong. That, that was the only problem. He was still wrong about it. And that's something that these guys continuously do. And they continually knock down the deity of Christ, even though they claim not to. And that, that's exactly what Paula does. So him, Franklin, standing next to her and, and being along with this, this is, this is a wolf. This is deception. This is, this is the end times deception that Jesus was speaking of. It, does this mean that he can't, he can't come out of it? And No, it doesn't, but this is, this is the deception. This is the blinding that we have. Okay, these are, these, you, you have to understand that you know, even even the Jews in, in Jesus' day, right? They 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 brought sin offerings. They they cried out for atonement. They they repented for their sins. The Pharisees that Jesus confronted, what do you think that they were doing? Of course, they were practicing all these things on the outside. They were saying all these great things. Ah, I repent, and we need to turn, and all the right stuff. 
but the inside was empty and there was nothing. And that's the same way in here, and we know that the world continually gets worse, not better. And if we know that it's been given up to a Roman one's reprobate mind, um, I'm not sure that I want to be so confident about the whole hallowed ground and, and, and these things that we're saying. So listen, now he's finished. Here comes well-known heretic Paula White coming with her, spewing her new apostolic reformation doctrines in her prayers, in these, in these, these words that she says. Father, we just come to you right now in the name of Jesus, and we thank you that we can enter in boldly by the superior blood of Jesus. We lift up our press. Enter in boldly to where? You don't even know what that means. President Donald J. Trump. We lift up our Vice President, Vice President Mike Pence. We lift up every cabinet member right now. We put a hedge of fire around them according to the book of Zechariah. We... You cannot do that. Zechariah is a prophecy. You don't have that power. See how they attempt to, to give. This is that doctrine that I was reading earlier that they attempt to give you the same, the same authority as the apostles. That's why they call this the New Apostolic Reformation. This is something that Franklin is affirming by being part of this. It doesn't matter if he teaches it or not. In affirmation, don't, don't be mistaken. Good, bad company ruins good moral. And that's exactly what Scripture tells us. And, and this is, and partnering, partnering with false teachers is something that Paul would never accepted. Never, never said that it was okay. He gave us specific instructions on how to handle them in our pastoral epistles. And none of them stay, hey, go to a national prayer march and stand there and pray with them. Not even close. They say things like, you know, hand them out to Satan and get them out of here, you know, because they're misleading people by making them believe lies instead of the truth. So this, this hedge of protection is in your book of Zechariah. Like, what is this? This is, here we go. He asked that they would have the mind of Christ according to Philippians 2.5. Your word declares in Proverbs chapter 20 verse 12 that you give the ear for them to hear and the eye to see. So give them a spiritual ear and a spiritual eye. Incline their heart towards you that they would walk in righteousness. Surround them with godly counsel. Let all that would bring wickedness in uh, be turned away and scattered in the name of Jesus. That no weapon... Then you should lead yourself formed against them will be able to prosper there it is no weapon formed against them shall be able to prosper okay this is this is this famous isaiah 54 17 that that has nothing to do with you nothing to do with you but yet she makes it. We raise up a hedge around them and we ask that you anoint them from the crown of their head to the sole of their feet. Let them lead this nation and let them. What does anointing from the bottom of your feet, like to your head, like what does this mean? They, they don't even know what this anointing means. I mean, this is. Uh, lead every 
one that they have authority over in righteousness, God. We repent for our sin. We repent for the sins of our forefathers, God. And we ask you for the grace and the mercy of Jesus Christ to cover us, to cover President Trump, to cover First Lady Melania, to cover their children. We put protection around them. We send and dispatch angels to watch over them. <laughs> We don't send and dispatch angels to do anything. Period. That's heresy. Only God do, can do that. You know why angels exist? Because the glory of God is the reason why angels exist. They are his messengers. We do not command them to do anything. Just because we will get authority in the kingdom once we're changed and in, in these different things the same authority as him that we are we are made ab above the angels um that that's that's not us we can't do that we're not little gods and that's 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 that is a seed of the little gods doctrine that we are little deities that we have these little ab abilities and that's that that this is all rooted in satanic deception this is extremely demonic there's nothing there's nothing okay about anything that she's saying right here so the the depth of this is staggering for a person like franklin graham to stand next to because he doesn't and wouldn't affirm the little god's doctrine he wouldn't affirm a lot of these things. But he's standing arm in arm with it and has no issue with it and considers Paula a sister in Christ as he would, you know, the Apostle Peter. That is, this is a problem. Here she continues. To war for them and speak to President Trump's and dreams and visions, God. I ask that you would speak to him clearly by the voice of the Spirit, Lord. Let his ears be deaf to any voice that is not of you, but everything that is of you, let his heart be open and receptive. And God, I pray a supernatural strength that you would strengthen him physically, emotionally, spiritually, in the name which is above every name, the name of Jesus Christ, God. And we just lift up your name over this nation and we thank thank you for Reverend Graham. We thank you for all of those who have come to pray. And we ask for revival. We ask for an awakening. And just as we walk the, the, the halls of the White House and we pray every day, God, and we see you do mighty things, let it continue, Lord. Let this nation be a nation of righteousness in the name above every name, the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. <sighs> There's literally like so many things in just that last chunk. Like you could have stopped 50 times and we'd still have more to discuss. So I didn't because you guys, he's, he's like showing serious self-restraint over here. Like, but if you like, seriously, you guys stop and go back and play that a couple times. What is it that she's saying? I mean, it's it's terrifying. And this is remember, and this and is why this issue goes back to Trump and all this other stuff. She is in Trump's his cabinet, like his prayer well, council, and, and that is too. And so is Franklin. I yeah, mean, this they're is his all, religious this is all advisors. Part of his 
this great little, Christian man. Franklin that's may us, not right? be. I don't know if Franklin is technically considered in his cabinet. Um, but I, I know he's friends with him and he is, but a this supporter. is that point that when we go, you guys, you're being deceived. This is not this great Christian president and vice president that's doing all these things and loves the Lord and whatever, because listen to what's being said. This is, this is just bound in false teaching and it's awful. Like it's, it's, it's and, truly and, heartbreaking. And what that she's so many are being saying deceived. in this prayer with revival and await, this is not biblical. This is a nation, Romans 1, the wrath of abandonment, a reprobate mind. We, our country has been given up by God to this. And, and there's nowhere in scripture and at no point did a society get this bad in turn. The only nation that repented was Nineveh. It was one time. And that wasn't an example of, a, of how America could, could copy it. Because it doesn't say that in Scripture. Paul tells us, just as I said in 2 Timothy 3, 3, in the last days, times of difficulty will come. You know what else Paul tells us in 2 Timothy in chapter 4, verses 3 and 4? Through it, he tells us that people will have itchy ears and they'll find teachers to suit their own passions. Passions, remember that. So while you're getting mad at me, where do you think your passion lies? It lies in this country and you're rooted in this American idea and in, in this world. And you are a Christian and an American. Okay. But this is a passion for you. And you have to realize that if these things sound good, you're, you're searching for something to tickle your ears because this is not biblical. Now, here's the one that surprised me. She's going to give the, the mic to Greg Laurie, which we grew up in California. We grew up about 45 minutes, maybe a little over, from Greg Laurie's church. Um, Greg Laurie's church was very instrumental in, in just that time in like the, the late 90s, early 2000s that... Um, my family, you know, my sister was super into him and went to his church all the time. This is right. I mean, all this is all, all that around stuff, yeah. all that. So like, I'm very familiar with, with great, the area, you know, the, the church, all, all these things. Um, and I never have, I, I never have been a huge fan I've always had had concern and disagreements, but I never would, you know, I would never really say much. Um, but being part of, being part, you know, of this, in in hearing some things here, this really concerned me. And this is a good example here of how this this leaven can permeate. Um, these other teachings and where it can seep in here. Because Greg's going to say probably, uh, you know, a lot of, of more solid things than both Franklin and, and you know, well, of course, than Paula did. But this is the one where many people have disagreed with me. They have, um, you know, this is, this is split a lot of people up because a lot of people like Greg, but you know, that, that I don't care. This, Our feelings, uh, my, opinions, your, experiences are nothing 
to the full yeah. council. Yeah, and it's not that I dislike Greg. It's it's that I you know I haven't I haven't really um, haven't really regarded him as a teacher very highly just because of some things. But it, it was nothing that I you know I didn't have any anything personal, and I'm certainly. I'm certainly not making any kind of judgment on Greg, but I, what I am doing is it's making a judgment on his teaching and on this direction that he's going. And he has definitely, and if it has been anything that has brought these people out, it's politics and the way that the world is go, going lately. Um, and it's, it's brought the, you know, it showed a lot of true colors to see where a lot of people are. And I think a lot of people are in love with the world and that are, it's just very surprising. And, well, and that's and what all this boils they, down to, I think. They're just so big and they're so involved now that they can't see what's right there in front of them. So I'm going to go ahead and again, I'm not, I'm not meaning to tear down Greg. I'm not, I'm not meaning to do this, but if you're going, you know, you hang with trash, you begin to start smelling like trash. And we know that that Paula White is unapologetically garbage, and this is me saying that. I, I unapologetic. I mean, this is something that's known in the theological world. It's it's not, you know, anything that's a surprise. Um, but to have Franklin and Greg and Skip and and a lot of these guys along with this is very, very telling to me about where the heart is because I know for a fact they've been called out on this before. And it's always just kind of eh. I know Robert Jeffers has been called on, out on Paula White. I know Franklin Graham has been called out on Paula White before, and the only thing that he's done is delete a tweet. He deleted a tweet that was in support of a book she wrote. But after a bunch of flack that he got back from her his, his base... He deleted it, but he never retracted anything that he said about Paula White, obviously. And he has her as a part of his prayer march that he organized. Um, obviously, the guests in this are not surprised that these people exist. So it wasn't like Greg Glory didn't know that she was going to be here. Um, you guys, we have to understand that these guys view these false teachers that are have these just horrid doctrines they view them as they would a brother and that's just not biblical because this is what i mean whether or not what she's doing whether it's innocent or not it's not for me to judge but she's full-on heretic and she has not been apologetic about it she's only defended herself and made it worse so I'll, let me let me quit rambling and, and play play greg here real quick Pray. Lord, you promised in Scripture, if we will call upon you, you will hear us and deliver us. And we're calling upon you now. We're laying hold of that promise in Second Chronicles 7:14, where you say, if your people, which are called by your name, will humble themselves and pray and seek your face and turn from our wicked ways, then you'll hear from heaven and forgive our sin and heal. I'm pretty sure that Second Chronicles wasn't about you, Greg. I know that Second Chronicles wasn't about you. That's what's really concerning, but a lot of people have gone this direction of saying these things. Okay? Romans 1, God gave them up. We know in the last days there will be times of difficulty. None of these 
none of these equate to healing our land. We, we're going in a direction here. And, and we as teachers know that because that's kind of what the apostles warned us of. That's what Christ warned us of in these days. Okay, Christ in the in the parables, in the parable of the mustard seed, in the parable of the leaven, in the the wheat and the tear. I mean, there's there's so many different comparisons that we can give to you in this, and, and so many different warnings about this very very thing. We do good not to be blinded by it and and be sober-minded about it and look at it and really listen to it so i'll let greg finish up here again i don't i hate to do this but this is this was done on his own heal our land so often we point to the white house as the problem but in reality you point to your house the church to us so lord we're praying right now that revival will start here, that we could mark it in time, this momentous time here in the nation's capital where we gather together to pray. And we think about in Acts 12 where things were bleak. James had been martyred and Peter was in prison. And we read, and the church prayed. They prayed unto God together. So we're your church in this place praying together. I'm pretty sure the early church that was being martyred and praying has nothing to do with America right now. But that that's just what what his context is. Blessing on our president, on his family, on the vice president. Give them special wisdom in the days ahead. We commit our nation to you and we pray that you will bless America. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. It's not our job to commit our nation to our Lord. We have sovereignty over it. He doesn't need us to commit anything. Again, I know that these are difficult things. Um, and it's difficult in public. And sometimes we do slip and say stupid words like that that we don't mean. But this is clearly the direction of his prayer shows I'm not, I'm not just picking out words here i'm showing you he prayed for revival is it wrong to pray for revival no i would pray that your people would come to wake up and serve you but what do you mean by revival what are you reviving what are you reviving christ is the only person that revives and he certainly doesn't do that in a nation he does that in individuals and we don't have control over the human heart and the human reprobate mind that has been given up to god we have no control over that so nor can we commit it to god nor can we ask for repentance for it that's intercession of prayer and 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 asking for you to uh, relent over somebody else's sin and that's that's a heresy you can't do that So, while I, I don't think that, you know, uh, everything of Greg's is wrong, and I don't, you know, a lot of the things that he said, and a lot of even things that were said in this prayer, Mark, you know, I tried to, um, you know, I, I stopped, frankly, I agree in a couple of things, yeah, let's, let's pray, let's, let's 
ask for forgiveness. Um, certainly repentance is part of it, but this is, this is just hypocritical, empty prayer. And, you know, just to, just to prove to you the way that this goes is this is funny because I, I, I had forgotten and I, I guess that I did read this, but I didn't, um, ever really pursue it. But Daryl Strawberry, who used to be a very famous baseball player, has become a Christian and a, and a pastor. And it's hilarious because you know, he was the furthest thing away from this, you know, when, when he was playing. And I met Daryl one time in Palm Springs. He was a really cool guy. It was really late at night, and he was in a car dealership, and we were he was getting his car fixed, and ended up talking to him for a long time. Um, but he uh, he became a, a preacher, and unfortunately he's found this direction of this heretical teaching, this new apostolic reformation, which again, this, this term that I keep using, not every single person that, that does it uses that term or even would know that to describe them. I'm using that as the master term for, for a lot of different things. Cause like I said, this is like the leaven and it just, it, it has gone into so many different directions, denominations, so many different ways. But most of this is our mega church doctrine. Is is really what this is. So Daryl is praying here, and this just goes to to prove, just along with what Paula was praying, with little elements to what even Franklin and and Greg were saying, but. Here's Daryl's. Um, Franklin's going to introduce him here, and then and then he'll go. The prayer at this time, Daryl. Thank you, thank you very much, Franklin Graham. Thank you all for being here. Let's just welcome the Holy Spirit in. The Holy Spirit, you're welcome here, Father. Today we just come. Uh, first of all, we don't have to welcome the Holy Spirit anywhere. Again, I'm I'm not picking him apart, but that's a very very important. Um, if he did slip. And, and needs guidance, then that's a very important thing not to say. We don't need to welcome the Holy Spirit anywhere. Um, the, the, the Holy Spirit can operate on its own perfectly without us saying anything. We just come to pray. We pray for compassion. We pray for kindness. We pray for respect. We pray for reconciliation, Father. Amen. We pray for the violence to stop, Father. We Amen. pray for this nation right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, we must lead them back to the cross. Amen. John 14, 6 says, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. There's only one way that they got to come, Father. And we just want to pray Amen. right now. We want to pray over the hearts of the people. We want to pray for us to unite together as people of race together, Father. We have been Amen. divided. We have been torn apart by the enemy. We rebuke the devourer right now. He said, amen, up until right here, we rebuke to devour, and, and he goes to rebuke. Okay, rebuke is one of these key words, these N-A-R words, rebuking the devil. We don't hold the power to rebuke. It's a it's it's a thought. It's a saying. It's a bad churchy word to use, but we it's it's important. But he goes now from 
saying some good stuff to full, full false teaching spiel of what he has fallen into or or what he is held captive to, what he subscribes to, whatever, however you want to say it. But here it goes. Name of Jesus. Father, we claim victory over this country right now. Father, no weapon formed against us shall prosper. But more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, Father, we ask that you put a hand of protection. Thank you for this great day. You are the great I am. There is no one like you, Lord. Thank you for all that you have done. You have lifted us up as believers to come. He literally, just a second ago, he hit all of the key words. Claim victory, hedge of protection, no weapon, form against you shall proper. These are, these are all the words. These are all these all these new words that they use, this dominionist theology, this, this, this take control by doing these things and, and commanding and declaring these things. And this is an empty, empty, empty Christianity that leads you absolutely nowhere. It leads you into this worldliness. It leads you into, it, it can lead you down the, the path to destruction. And it, it, this is not me wanting to tear this apart or even do this. This is concerning. This is concerning. Because this is how much the enemy has got a hold. This is mainstream. This is these comments here. I know I am going to get absolutely ravaged for this podcast. I know I'm going to because this is not popular. But this is a legitimate concern, and it's something that, I, I mean, listen, we just keep repeating this. So I'll let him finish here. Today, to speak life, Father, we speak life over this country right now. We pray for, we pray for every dark situation. Every dark situation must go. We rebuke that right now in Jesus' name. We rebuke it. We thank you, Father. We thank you because you're a good God. There is no one like you. We thank you for the grace and mercy that you continue to give us each day. May we continue to be a voice for the kingdom. Matthew 6.33 says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God as righteousness. Then all these things will be added into you. Father, we seek after the kingdom, not the things. We seek after the kingdom of God and your righteousness so we can be righteous people, so we can lead those that are lost in this dark time, Father. Father, we thank you. We love you. We honor you. We praise you. We give you glory. And there is no one like you, Lord. There is no one like you. We exalt you right now in the name of Jesus, and we give you glory. Amen and amen. You know, and like the end there, I mean, he, he said some, some very good things, but it was still seeded with this, I declare, I, uh, that's another one of these key words. And these are all just part of this demonic doctrine that is, that leads absolutely nowhere. And it is, it is absolutely part of the, last day's difficulty that that paul is writing of that jude warns us of right in in jude i mean it's really all over the new testament i mean people always go well where it's like have you read the new testament have you read the 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 the, the letters because this is literally what the apostles were concerned about was guarding this truth this word of truth getting the gospel and guarding it, and guarding the, all these things about Christ, 
I mean, this is what this is this trustworthy truth that we're to guard that Paul warns us of that hey, there's gonna be come in the people that are gonna try to pervert this. And gosh, do they. And so I mean this is just this is just protecting protecting that. And that's that's really funny how foreign that the idea is to people because it sounds like you're attacking it sounds like you're not being loving or being christian sounds like i'm just a horrible man tearing down a prayer and god's gonna come down hard on me for judging a prayer but the problem is is there's there's well there's hundreds of problems in this and this kind of leads me to this last point here and this this wasn't this was on the same day this a bunch of different um, events happened on this same day. It was not only Franklin Graham's event. There also was this Jonathan Kahn, who he's very, very popular. A lot of people know who he is. He's, um, he's Jewish, but he's like Messianic Jewish. Um, he, he's one of these super charismatic you know um in i've listened to some of his stuff some you know he's one of those people that like says some okay things every now and then um but then for the most part is is just just completely you know trash but he is involved with um with the christian broadcasting network and you know all that pat roberts and, and all he has that. tons of stuff on youtube yeah, i mean honestly it, some right. of these guys i think if you guys look them up like once you see them you'd be like oh yeah, yeah yeah i've seen that guy you know what i mean well what's funny is for somebody that this is how this teaching has even floated into um people that would teach even like pre-millennialism um how this new apostolic reformation has even gone into there because Jonathan Kahn's was full of this, this CBN um, event that they did right before Billy Graham's, it was full of the same things so much so that one of the pastors that was praying in their March literally thanked God for Ruth Ginsburg's death and giving the republicans a chance to have a conservative justice on the supreme court that was appalling and i don't even i i mean we've we've already gone in this podcast longer than our other podcasts go i don't have time to do that one too but if you want one that was 20 times worse than anything that you heard on this one, you can go listen to that. Uh, it was called the um, the Gathering, I believe it was. The CBN's the Gathering or something. It was this this National Day of you know prayer for them or whatever. Um, it it was along with, but did not go in exclusive with Franklin Graham's event, um, and and some of the things that were said. Uh, besides that that i mean that was the most shocking thing was was thank the lord for ruth ginsburg's death it was that just that one just threw me for a loop um regardless of what you think about her 
to thank the Lord and believe that it's a blessing from the Lord that somebody lost their life that most likely wasn't a believer. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. That's sick. And, you know, we don't condemn anybody, and, and this is eternity. And regardless if this is what you meant or not, um, I, I really hope that we see more on that. And I really hope that that gets called out from a top level um, by somebody because that was obviously I don't have the platform to do it. And I'm not sure. I, I know who I, I need to figure out his name. I've seen this guy before. I don't remember his name. That did it, but it's about an hour and 20 minutes into the gathering that, that this occurs. And um, he gets. He gets praying and gets, you know, going. And then um, he goes, Lord, I think you, for the, the Ruth Ginsburg passed away, thank you for this new justice and this Amy Cohen Barrett that will lead us to, um, you know, righteousness. And... Well, especially as a Christian to stay, because, you know, obviously you have Jen Hatmaker who is saying that Ruth is welcomed into the Lord's rest. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. She was not a believer of Christ. right? So the fact that, I mean, when you have people who want to claim to be Christians, which Jen Hatmaker is not, but, you know, people on that end saying that, but then this person saying, like, thank goodness she has passed away, so now we have this opportunity for that. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If you are a follower of Christ, you know that you can say not that it's your call or your judgment, but Ruth Ginsburg was not a follower of Christ. Right. So where does that leave her for, you know, all of eternity? Yeah, you so you ask to, yourself these questions. Exactly. So to even say that, yeah. like that just, you don't say that about someone. Right. And I'm not, let me be clear. I am not making these judgment on anybody that I've talked about here today. I will make a judgment the fact that they are false teachers and that they are this is deception and that they are leading people to destruction but this is this is my warning because this is this is the deception in the way that America and the church buys this up and eats this up. Now that Greg Laurie has done this, this opens the door for so many different so many different people to, to have this attitude. And we and the church as a whole have had this attitude. That's why I was really, really upset at John MacArthur recently for turning this so political, um, just, just in, in the way of endorsing Trump, in the way of saying that, well, you know, we as believers, we can't possibly vote for the Democrats, which I agree, but we, we must vote for the Republicans because uh, against the reprobate mind. And, and he told Trump himself that, of course, that we, the good guys, would be voting for him. And knowing that the, this man's spiritual advisors are here, I mean, this is something that John MacArthur never would have, would have, would have even you know, associated himself with. He's he said a lot of things that seemingly go against the book that he wrote called the the Christ Call to Reform the Churches lately, and I'd like to believe that he's just being over you know careful and and all these and maybe he is, 
but it's it's really concerning the fact that you would even um, say these types of things just knowing that this is the type of of stuff that is going on and and John MacArthur knows all about the new apostolic reformation and all that and he he wouldn't view what he's doing or or what he's saying as part of that but that's exactly what they do that they are they get into government to purposely do these things and this is with all these false teachings and these lofty words and everything what you put together the pieces yourself and tell me what this is this is absolute satanic deception. I'm not saying again who is guilty and who is not, but I'm calling out the deception for what it is. And I think this this particular one highlighted it for me and really disturbed me in, in ways in, in the fact that... And it, it's long. I mean, it's a couple hours, so there's a bunch of different um, speakers and prayer, you know, people that have prayers that... As I said, I mean, there's a lot of them that don't sound bad at all. They, they, they are right, and those are the right things that you want to say. But at the end of the day, look at what we have as our, our, our building block for that. You know, is false teachers and, and you know, it, it bringing those in and, and building it off of, of that knowledge. That's terrifying. And then acting like you know somebody who, okay, there's well, we know that we've got a, a heretic that's preaching, you know, a false Christ. And, and then we have somebody that we know believes in a false Christ with being Catholic. And yet this is all the same Jesus, you know, it's all the same thing. It's not. So that I, I don't feel like this is finished i think i'm gonna probably have to um do a couple more of these so go ahead and stay tuned for that i'm just gonna go ahead and leave this kind of open um i'm i i really encourage anybody that wants more resources or if you would like more information on this to email us um either questions anything like that um and, and and do it that way we're going to go ahead and like i said lock comments just because anything political anything that would when we get like like this with it um it never is fruitful there there's never any fruitful conversation to be had so because if you actually have questions and desire to learn you can absolutely reach out for that and sure. we are happy to to serve sure. you in that way and and i will be more than happy to do that but as far as being public there's no fruitful things that happen from these and these just end up being a waste of time when people are allowed to just kind of come in and dump all over that so um we'll keep this one closed but i encourage it's ap wait we have a new one no not yet aphomechurch okay. at gmail.com okay Whew. so yeah aphomechurch <laughs> at gmail.com go ahead and email us if you have any questions or anything like that like i said i'm going to leave this open we'll probably uh pick up on this talk again here in the next few days or so all right sounds all right. good bye guys bye.